the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. I am Seth Leibson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. A lot of news to get to. We'll start with just make a quick mention of the Fed announcing the Federal Reserve announcing an interest rate hike, which is an unprecedented hike uh, that uh, we have not seen in something like 40 years. John Dabrowski will talk to us more about that. At the bottom of the hour, Joe Biden decided today to get super serious about the energy crunch in America and the high gasoline prices. So what did he do? He sent a letter, a letter to oil executives telling them they need to produce more. It's already there. That's just not being produced by them, he says. The American Petroleum Institute, however, which represents all of those folks who got letters today said that the capacity has been diminished because of the Biden administration and their efforts to move away from fossil fuels as part of its climate change agenda. We read you yesterday a sample of 100, 100 things this administration has done to make oil and gas production tougher, harder in America. Meanwhile, he's announcing he's going to open up the strategic oil reserves even further than he already has. It doesn't quite make sense that he would be doing that if the issue is merely production. Okay, the malarkey never really stops with Joe Biden. Uh, That's how the New York Post put his economic speech he gave to the AFL-CIO yesterday. The president doubled down on his economic delusions when he spoke to the AFL-CIO in Philadelphia saying, quote, I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives, close quote. His policy has indeed changed people's lives for the worse by sticking Americans with crushing inflation, a tanking stock market and a looming recession precisely through his reckless spending, his war on the U.S. energy industry and other policies. Is 1.9 trillion American rescue plan. Notice the media always 1.9. Let's call it what it is. It's a two trillion dollar plan. His two trillion dollar American rescue plan dumped stimulus on an already hot economy and triggered the inflation mess. Yet he's still calling for more spending hikes. Big thanks to Joe Manchin for blocking the latest five trillion dollar effort at Build Back Better. President Biden also took time yesterday, of course. To blame Donald Trump for the policy failures of Biden's own Democratic Party colleagues during COVID. There were, quote, ordinary people waiting in line for an hour for a box of food, close quote, Biden said about Trump. Well, there were, but only because blue state governors and national Democrats went into DEFCON 4 over the virus and demanded lockdowns that restricted supply and wrecked the record job growth his predecessor had overseen. We have yet to recover from that. By the way, giving the lie to another standard piece of Biden propaganda, his claim to have created eight odd million jobs. 
He's created an Area 1, just presided over an anemic recovery that still left us shy of the pre-COVID mark. Pre-COVID mark. We haven't hit it yet. You can't shut down the economy for two and a half years and just flip that switch back on once the new guy becomes the president because you did everything you wanted to do to make us wait for the new guy. Well, the new guy had a worse plan. A worse plan. Yeah, things you can't. More Shakespeare. You can't say it's the worst if you can say it's the worst. Okay. We have yet to recover from the pre-COVID economy dive, or the post-COVID economy dive. And Joe Biden even took up his favorite pastime, which was to borrow from a left-wing politician from Great Britain. You remember in 1987, he ruined his presidential aspirations because he was caught uh, plagiarizing from Neil Kinnock, then the labor leader. Now he's plagiarizing Jeremy Corbyn. Biden cried, America still has a choice to make, a choice between a government by the few, for the few. That's Corbyn's line from his manifesto in Great Britain in 2017. Bottom line, our uh, president is in complete denial about both the perilous state of the U.S. economy and where the blame for it lies. I don't know what could possibly wake him up, and I don't know what part of this is deliberate and what part of this is just wishful thinking. But you cannot deny that some of it, some of it is deliberate when they admit as much by saying they are in the effort of changing people's lives. John Kerry, remember John Kerry, the climate czar? He said as much yesterday. Let's, as he said about the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, let's not take our eye off the ball. You have red state governors and oil-producing states saying this notion that we can go ahead and retool and re-explore to produce more is nonsensical because they've already put regulations to shift to green energy to green energy development rather than fossil fuel development. That's the rather than fossil fuel exploration, green energy development at the expense of fossil fuel exploration. The administration's already done that to a lot of these producers. And last month, last month, canceled exploration in Alaska and offshore. I mean, some of this is very much deliberate. And it just seems to me the job of the American president, the job of any representative of an American is to do their best to make lives a little bit easier for their countrymen. And after their countrymen, if you have a little left over, if you have a little more moral authority or a military ability or an economic surplus, then other people in other countries first take care of your countrymen, then take care where you can of other people's countrymen, especially if they're allies. And then maybe worry about something that is controversial 60 to 70 years off and that every expert has been wrong about in their predictions in the first place. The exact kind of thing John Kerry is the czar of. That's how you do it when you're dealing with a representative democracy. You take care of your people first. You try and make their lives just a little easier. Public policy malfeasance is making their lives harder. That is my definition of public policy 
malfeasance, trying to make lives harder, trying to make the lives of the people you govern harder. That's what's happening now, and it's malfeasance. All right, let me um, let me shift to something that I was alerted to by one of our listeners, Charles, wrote in. I was talking yesterday in my monologue. By the way, my monologue today will be at the top of our third hour. I was um, I was talking in my monologue yesterday about the Arizona Republic, which is owned by Gannett and the Gannett News Corporation, uh, having reduced the number of days per week they will allow op-eds to run. Now, the Arizona Republic announced this uh, back on uh, June 1st, about half a month, about two weeks ago. And they did it in a public editorial to their readers signed by their new op-ed director, Elvira uh, 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 Diaz. And she wrote in that piece, we understand loyal readers faithfully pick up our op-ed section, but more are increasingly reading us digitally. That's where you'll find us each day at opinions.arizonacentral.com. Pivoting to a robust digital approach gives us an opportunity to refocus our time and efforts on facilitating a greater dialogue on key issues affecting Arizonans, especially leading up to midterm elections. Now, that was June 1st. As Charles pointed out when he uh, he was alerting uh, his friends to this and listening to me talk about it, the Gannett Corporation universally declared this policy. And it made it public just two days ago. It made it public two days ago. This wasn't something special to focus on the key, quote-unquote, key issues affecting Arizonans, close quote, as your editors at the Arizona Republic told you. This was company-wide policy for every Gannett outlet across the country. And it was announced yesterday. This wasn't something they were doing to just make things better for Arizonans. And by the way, they got the whole reasoning for it totally wrong. Had nothing to do with people questioning the expertise of op-ed writers. And it had everything to do, everything to do with shrinking staff, shrinking profits, and shrinking subscribers because people can no longer distinguish between the news sections and the editorial pages. All right, a lot more on that when we come back. The guys at Issues and Insights are on it. Stay tuned. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0963. As I go to break, let me put in a word for our friends at the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. They have intel that you will want. They have it in their crosshairs that there's a real economic flattening coming, a real one of historic proportions, and it will commence this year. Time is of the essence to protect your investment. You may want to do so with precious metals, gold and silver from veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com and ask them about their economic analysis. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Portions of this show are brought to you by the good folks at Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. I have used them for all three. You do not want your AC on the fritz. 17 years in business. Cool Touch has an A-plus rating with the BBB and has never received a complaint with the ROC. Cool Touch focuses on only two things, putting the customer first and always doing what they say they'll do and doing what they say. Love the company. Love Chris Funk and the team. Know a lot of them. They are really good. You'll just notice the first time you call them that it's a little different over there, different in the 
sense of pleasant. Check them out at CoolTouchAC.com. That's CoolTouchAC.com for all your air conditioning and plumbing needs. 623-734-1932. 623-734-1932. David is in Phoenix. Hello, David. Yes. Hi. My question is, I'm sorry. Yes, what, hi. My question is, why are we accepting the premise that climate change is man is man caused? My research, not a scientist, my degree is in mathematics, but my research shows that this has been happening for years. Uh, reading a lot of my referrals have become from the Epic Times, and it shows that Temperatures has been fluctuating. In fact, in Greenland, under the ice, they found remnants of willow trees. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've seen those stories, and and you're right, David. I, I listen. I follow it. Uh, I follow a lot of the work of Steve Hayward. I think he's probably one of the best on this. Uh, he's the most substantial. He writes over at Powerline, and he teaches up at UC Berkeley. Uh, believe it or not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I follow Steve Hayward. Uh, there's a lot of debate about the level to which uh, humans contribute to this. And I, you know, I mean, look, uh, the problem here is immediate knee jerk ideological solutions to a problem that is distant and has been changing by every analysis that has looked at it, every single one. Every single one of these predictions analyses has been changed, altered a lot, a lot. It was only two years ago when we were told we had a 10-year window before we passed the point of no return. They're not talking like that anymore because, of course, the science has changed yet again. I think the other concern and question about it, David, is what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? We just clo- – you want to save the environment – and, and give energy to Americans, there's an obvious solution. It's the cleanest energy you can find. It's called nuclear. It's called nuclear. What did we do just this month? We closed a massive, another massive nuclear power plant in Michigan. In Michigan. It was a workhorse. It was called the Palisades Nuclear Power Plant, and it was a workhorse, generating more energy than in that one power plant generating more energy than all the wind turbines combined. See that this Adam Carolla talks a lot about this too, doesn't he, Bill? He talks a lot about why we have some kind of idea fix against nuclear energy. There is almost no science, almost no science that contradicts how clean it is how efficient it is, and how safe it is. There is almost no science that contradicts it. I mean, reams of research have been undertaken. But, but, in the 1980s, the Hollywood elite and the glitterati, starting with, you know, maybe the movie China Syndrome, was that 79, 80, 81, somewhere in there, Jane Fonda, starting with the movie China Syndrome, have been on a tear against nuclear energy. And you'll notice when people speak out against nuclear energy who have some kind of high-profile name, you'll notice they're not the younger Hollywood types, they're the older Hollywood types. They're your Martin Sheens, you know, they're your Jane Fondas. They're that 
they're that generation because that who Shatner? Yes, Shatner. He's on it. You know, we we kind of want to like him. On this, he's just dead wrong. He's just dead wrong. But that is that's right. You're right, Bill Shatner. But that is the generation. That's where it's coming from. This anti-nuclear nonsense, and it has infected, of course, the minds of those who don't want to cross the progressive left because they think that nuclear means conservative, nuclear means right-wing. All it really means is efficient and everything you claim to want, except that it was our idea, so we can't have it, and we weaponized it against Reagan and Trump, so we can't have it. But when you close this stuff down and you do what Joe Biden and John Kerry are telling us, we need to do, whether it's shutting down leases and exploration offshore in Alaska or whether it's closing nuclear power plants like we did just this month again in Michigan. There has to be, parroting Adam Carolla here, there has to be something that works to replace it. Otherwise, you're going to do what I was talking about just a few moments ago. Engaging public policy malfeasance. Get rid of X, Y and Z. But then what? Then what? We are we don't have the what, which is why Americans are pulling their hair out who don't have enough money to buy an electric vehicle. And the electric vehicles are expensive. And it's easy for Jen Granholm to brag about having one and how pleasant it was for her not to have to go to a gas station. Most Americans aren't in that class. Most Americans aren't there yet. And the production isn't there yet to make it as affordable as every other piece of transportation that relies on oil and gas. It's kind of what we did with the homeless. It's kind of what we did with mental institutions, mental health institutions. We wanted to shut these things down. We wanted to um, decriminalize homelessness. We wanted not to incarcerate uh, those who uh, sleep in public at night or are involved in open-air drug markets. And holy smokes, it caused havoc in our communities. It caused crime in our communities. It caused more drug dealing and use in our communities. It caused more homelessness. It caused more mental health abuse and and for those that have some kind of misplaced compassion or misprioritized decency it has created more crime against those we claim to care about the homeless community have you looked at the battery rates and the sexual battery rates and the felonies committed against physical felonies committed against the homeless by the mentally disturbed by the drug use You have to have something better when you're going to end something you don't like. Sometimes public policy is about the least worst alternative. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it's about the best alternative. And nuclear, quite frankly, is the best. And the left won't let us have it. Meanwhile, they lecture us about what's going to happen 60 years from now as they take 60 years to change their minds every year on the way there. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Time for our culture and economy update just in time. We have John Dombrowski, who does that for us every day at this time. He is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. His website is Grand Canyon Planning. 
Facebook.com. He has his own radio show, The Word on Wealth, heard every Saturday morning here on this station at 7 a.m. No better man to do both of those things. John, I've always wanted to say this. The New York Times headline screams... That's what I always wanted to do. Scream? <laughs> it screams. Here's what it screams today. Fed imposes biggest interest rate increase since 1994. I also notice, similarly, not the headline uh, making a story that maybe it should be, is that every stock index went up today. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing there's a relationship, but why don't you unpack it for me? Yeah. it's it, it's. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. Yep. I said there's definitely going to be a reaction, yep. right? Positive or negative. But uh, And we did see that. And it was interesting. We saw prior to the open this morning, we did see a positive uh, outlook for uh, stocks opening this morning. The few stock futures uh, showed that the markets were going to open higher, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting because, you know, it was an un- uncertain, uh, you know, surround- uncertainty surrounding what the Fed was going to do. Uh, when they did come out and ultimately, uh, you know, increased by three quarters of a percent, which was higher than what initially Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, had said uh, in the last Fed meeting that they most likely were going to stay with their half a percent raise. Um, I thought it, w- it could be possible that uh, the markets might have had a negative reaction, but right. they didn't. So, you know, they had a positive reaction to that and markets uh, began to rally. We did see the Dow at one point up over 500 points. It did pull back a little from that, but closed substantially higher, uh, which was great. Now, the um, S&P 500 also up a point and a half, uh, which was good. You know, So we're starting to get the S&P 500 out of that uh, bear market territory. You know, we, we, uh, we're fluctuating right near that 20% decline from its all-time high. NASDAQ was a bigger winner today at 2.5% up today. John, one of the things that comes with a headline, like I read from the New York Times, they're all doing it. Fed imposes sure. biggest interest yep. rate since 19. It doesn't tell us whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Holy smokes, they're the well, biggest interest rate. Is that yeah. a good thing or a bad well, thing? And, and I know, I, I know. This obviously, is, this is the question, time will though. tell. We but, don't. Know, yes. That's right. Yeah. We don't know because uh, you know the, the the challenge here is is that we've got to slow down this inflationary pressure, which right. is what this is going to do. Uh, we talked briefly, I mentioned uh, right at the close of our segment yesterday, that um, 30-year mortgage rates now are surging above uh, 6%. Just uh, 12 months ago, they were below 3%. Right. So you're talking about a 100% increase on uh, interest rates for those trying to borrow money to purchase a home. Um, so that is definitely uh, going to slow down, and we're starting to see the real estate market slow down. We do see the sector of the market consumer discretion, uh, which has certainly you know, been hit fairly hard. Uh, those are the things that we buy because we want them, not because we need them. And people are starting to pull back on some of their purchases. Now, it could have been that they couldn't get things, right? Because yeah. uh, there has been so much demand. But I do believe you're going to start to see this slowing. The concern is, is that if the Fed continues to raise at some uh, pace higher than uh, the economy can handle, then we're concerned that we'll throw this into a recession where people will just completely stop buying, and then uh, that would be not a good thing for the economy. Right, because in simpleton's terms, and Jerome Powell would seem to be very defensive about this today, or at least uh, trying to be reassuring, however sure. you want to put it, mm-hmm. about you know the rate driving us towards a recession. In simple terms, money has become more expensive, right? That's right. that's what the Fed is doing. It's making yes. money more expensive. You make it too expensive, people don't have what to buy with. That's that's, right. that's how you get to a recession. That's and right. we're hoping that this, uh, what, what, what do you call it, three-quarters percent raise – is the Goldilocks number to keep us from ending up there? Well, 
putting handcuffs on the runaway inflation. That's the that. Do I have it about right? You're, do you're I pass? Exactly right. They're okay. trying to find that delicate balance, yeah. right? To to allow the market, uh, the inflation, to slow, uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, in a controlling manner. Uh, one of the things that Powell did say, he reminded the central banks, basically stating that uh, these rate moves that they do, they're, they're justifying what they've done, and they said that they can make uh, changes okay. suddenly. And okay. uh, that's what they did in this case. Everybody expected, you know, half a percent until last week, when all of a sudden the discussion was three quarters up to 100 basis yep. points, which didn't happen, though. Well. So. John, you make it so easy to understand. I really love you, and thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Appreciate that. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finrin and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Go to our website, grandcanyonplanning.com. You can request an appointment right there with me. John Dombrowski, Godspeed. Bless you. Thank you. I'm Seth Liebson. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. That's a really cool voice, Eric Clapton. But I'm telling you who we're about to hear from and talk to is one of the coolest people I've had the pleasure of talking with, and that is Tom Jones. Tom, welcome back to the show. Really appreciate it. Bill, thanks for having me back. Welcome to Arizona. Tell people what you're doing in Arizona. I just love it. I love what you're doing. Tell them what you're doing here. Well, I'm running a series of marathons. Um, I'm on my... Well, finished my 58th marathon in a row. That's 26.2 miles a day every day for 58 consecutive days on my way to 76. And, of course, I get the question all the time, why are you doing that? And I'm doing it to get people's attention so that I can share something incredibly exciting with them, which is a project that is um, going on with, a, with an organization called United We Pledge. And they are building a campus that has recreations of buildings that were instrumental in the time of the Revolutionary War and the Constitution and the independence of our country. And they have people that uh, literally take on the roles of uh, real prominent people, George Washington, Ben Franklin, and so on, to bring kids in, let them literally step back in time and step onto the stage of American history. So I'm running 76 consecutive marathons in a row to get people's attention to share something super exciting with them. I just love it. I love it. And you're doing it in partnership. By the way, let me tell people to go to unitedwepledge.org if they want to help out or learn more about this. You're doing it in partnership and with the sponsorship of a of an organization I love, a, a Balance of Nature. They help sponsor this show as well. I tell you, I love their product. You, I think, were on last time telling us uh, you use it. It's been a great supplement for uh, for your for your running activities, right? Absolutely, it's been a it's been a game changer for me. Um, before, you know, if somebody reached out to me and said, you know, Tom, would you buy an insurance policy to guarantee that you got all your fruits and vegetables, your daily service? <laughs> right. In uh, six pills, would you buy that insurance policy? And I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. And recently I was meeting with Dr. Howard, the founder of Balance of Nature, and we talked about how much Balance of Nature I was taking um, while I was running. He's like, oh no, you need to up it significantly. So I thought to myself, either this guy is a crazy old bat or <laughs> he uh, really is on to something here. He said, you, you'll, you won't believe your recovery. And I can tell you that within a week, of upping my dosage, I I cannot believe how fast I'm bouncing back and, and ready to go again. Yeah, so I can't say enough good things about balance of nature. I can't say enough good things about their core values, who they are, 
how they treat their employees and just uh a great, great organization. I can tell you the same thing. You know, um, I don't run like you, 76 marathons in 76 days, my gosh, Tom. But I do run uh, almost every other day and uh, pretty good distances. I Yes, and it's been great for recovery. It's been great for energy. I can't say enough about it. Let's talk to a little bit about a passion you and I share, and you were so eloquent on this last time we visited uh, this is the cause of your one, uh, the United We Pledge uh, run. That's helping to build these American villages. Uh, you have the one in Alabama now. You're helping to fund the one in uh, Hurricane Utah, and that's where you'll end up on July 4th, hence 76 marathons that you're doing in 76 days. But talk to us, I mean, about the importance of history. You were just – I have spent 30 years trying to talk about it. I don't think anyone was as eloquent on it as you were last time. Talk to us about your passion for teaching American history. You know, it's it's the rich history of this country is the reason that people <laughs> that people enjoy the freedoms that they're privileged with with being gifted by just being born here. You know, so freedom is incredibly important, and it has been. I believe that it's been the last twenty years has been in decline because it's been under attack by a very small, very loud group of ungrateful people that are trying to influence the way that we think, tell us what we should say, uh, change our actions and our habits. And I think until patriots like you and I stand up and start pushing back the other way that, um, you know, this country could, you know, be headed down a, a dark path. Um, I believe that, like I said, freedom's important. I believe that family, I believe the nuclear family is important, mom, dad, brother, sister, and so on. I believe that faith is important, faith in your country, faith in yourself, faith in your family, faith in your dreams. I believe that's important. I believe being a, a good constitutional law-abiding citizen is important. These are all of the things that were the bedrock and the foundation of this great nation that we are all privileged. That's right. I said privileged to live in. And I was uh, doing a radio show this morning, Bill, where, you know, they were they were talking about how, you know, some people were saying that the country is racist to the core yeah. and it's not a good country. And so I was like, get on a plane, yeah. take a trip to, I'll give you a list of countries right away. I can give you a list of 190 you, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how long you last uh, talking bad about the government over there. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We're told we're a tyranny uh, as uh, as as we're told we're, we're a tyranny as people are free to call us a tyranny. I, I, it's a funny thing about all this, all the uh, all the tyrannical and authoritarian actions of the previous administration, which saw more robust debate than any other <laughs> administration. Yeah. It's this administration that seems to be curtailing some of that. But to make it less political for a moment, if I can with you, Tom, you were you were giving us a, a, a really good litany of values that you cherish and think are important and are the building, uh, building blocks of society, if not civilization, uh, from family to freedom, faith. And, um, you know, if you study the founding – and American history, if you study the things that our founders were concerned about, whether it's in the Federalist Papers, the debates at the Constitutional Convention, any real serious analysis of independence and the Constitution, it's all there. All those values are, are found in our founding documents and in our founding arguments and in our founding purpose, family, faith, freedom, right? They're all there to be found. And I can't help but think the effort – to revise American history 
and revise it so much so that we dumb it down and distort it so that it's not interesting or it's an ugly thing to children is part and parcel attached to the erosion, the deliberate erosion of family faith and freedom, too. I just can't help but think that that goes hand in hand a little bit. Right. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, it is what it is. That's exactly right. And, you know, people that are uninformed and dumbed down are much easier to control yes. than, than people that are informed and, and are passionate um, which is exactly what this country, exactly what you were just describing. I mean, it's the bedrock, it's the foundation, it's the reason that, that they, they, whoever they are, have removed American history from education, have tried to, like, take an eraser, erase it, and rewrite it uh, the way that they feel that it should be. And it's a really small group of people um, that are doing this, but, you know, until somebody stands up and pushes back like us, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep on progressing. So that's what's really unique about this campus that they're building out there in Washington County, Utah, is it really does a great job at having kids have an experience. So as human beings, we're all the sum of our experiences in life. That's who we are. And this village, this campus that they're building out there in Washington County gives an experience to the young people that will, I believe will change their lives forevermore. And it's an it's experience on the rich history of this country, which, you know, like we talked about, there's a group of people really trying to put the kibosh on that. Yep. Yep. I had a professor that said um, in 1776, this country, he wrote this at, at our bicentennial. He wrote this in 1976. He said, in 1776, our country was nothing promising to become everything. Having become everything, it now promises to become nothing. That's a very sad thing to grasp and realize. But it's gotten worse since 76, and I'm worried about uh, our 250th anniversary in 2026 and the state of patriotic uh, inspiration and fervor here. And it's only going to be inspired and uh, recreated uh, with the kind of work you're doing. I got to tell you, that's why I just – I am so jealous of how you can articulate these things as well as how you can run. You are kind of my – you are the man I am most jealous of on this radio show. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear that in a good way. Um, you know, again, you know, people, as I was asked this morning, why do you do I, Why do I do this? I do this to get a, people's attention because the attention is the bridge between human minds. Without the attention, there's no bridge between mind to mind. And when I get their attention by doing these, you know, extreme events that I do, then, again, I get to share something that's super exciting with them. And, Bill, let me tell you something. We've been running for 58 consecutive days across this great nation and I want to give you a breath of really good fresh air and hope. There's a lot of patriots out there that are alive and well because they've been coming up to us constantly saying, great job, we're behind you, and so on and so forth. It's the young people that I think that we have to be concerned about because I did an interview, um, like, oh, it was on, what was it, Memorial Day? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we did a test. They walked around and they asked young people. It was on the news. They walked around and asked young people questions like, what is Memorial Day? who was uh, Ben Franklin, so on and so forth. And you can open that conversation with them. It's a great way to do it. Gosh knows. I love that you're an extreme athlete because it makes me want to say to you, extremism and the defense of liberty is no vice. Tom Jones, Godspeed. Thank you. UnitedWePledge.org and BalanceOfNature.com.
Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Y-Refi. If you're looking for a great investment opportunity, they're offering a great one. Fixed, no-load interest rate, up to 10.25% return for investors in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm. It's run by great people. I want you to check them out at investyrefi.com. They're in the business of helping people pay off their loans responsibly by paying them off. Investyrefi.com. Invest, letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 855-316-3087. I, um, I've, uh, we're going to talk to uh, David Schweikert coming up about uh, the economy. We are going and energy uh, production and consumption. And then uh, I will do my monologue at the top of the third hour. And if you have calls, we're here for you for that as well. 602-508-0960. And something on media bias you're not going to want to miss either. Don't go away. A lot more coming right up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.